thanks in a, thanks in a advance here, Corey, for editing this monstrosity. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Mint City Soccer Show Live. But this time, it's the Charleston edition. So, good morning, Matt Swift. How are you? Uh, I'm okay this morning, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, we're down in Charleston. So, I think we were down here for some pretty exciting or pretty big news. What, what, what did we, what did we just watch, Matt? Uh, what did we just watch? That's the that's the big question. Ooh, ooh, that's a that's a, that's a little a little too early in the morning for you to say that already, sir. <laughs> I've been up since uh, six a.m., so I have a lot of thoughts. Well, we will get to those thoughts, but we are we are here live in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, we just watched the very first. Well, I, I guess it's not technically the very first preseason game for Charlotte Football Club, but we watched the very first open to the public preseason game as part of the Carolina Challenge Cup um, where Charlotte FC played against the uh, Charleston Battery. And for those who were not streaming it live or had it blacked out or weren't here in person with all the different supporter groups, um, Charlotte FC walked away with a one to zero loss or defeat, however you want to kind of look at it from that perspective. Um, But we're going to kind of dive in and talk through our game thoughts. I'd love to get Matt Swift's perspective as you know, he was analyzing all of the players and drawing diagrams on the on the sidelines and, <laughs> you know, live tweeting down. But yeah. So, Matt, we'll we'll pass over to you. So, like, what did you think last night uh, watching the game and uh, what, what was your initial thoughts and just your gut feelings after sleeping off that loss? Uh, uh, last night was uh, <laughs> was rough to watch. Uh, the first half was pretty horrendous. Uh, the first 15, 20 minutes was flat out embarrassing. Uh, I said in previous episodes that I, I didn't care about the score, and, and I don't. I don't care about the score of, of last night's game. I don't I don't care about the score of these next two matches coming up. Um, all I care about is watching the team gel uh, to see if we've started to create a, like a style of play and build some cohesion, but Right now, we are lost in the woods and really far from home. Uh, you can tell these guys have not played <laughs> played together. Uh, and we can make excuses about not having a winger, but our spacing was really bad. Uh, we played extremely slow uh, and really didn't create anything. Um, there were a few flashes of creativity and a little bit of urgency to push forward, but mostly it was kind of all out panic (laughs) and misplayed passes uh you know charleston was fast and they were physical and they subbed a lot and had a lot of fresh legs i get it uh they pressed us well uh and we just could not find a way to get ourselves out of that out of that pressure um but (sighs) i can go into like individual players but i don't know if dave if you want to add anything to into that yeah i think um what we'll do is we'll kind of start and just, you know, overall themes. I think that's a, it's a perfect way to put it a little bit. Like, you know, I know on previous episodes that we were on together, I was like, you know, we better walk away with a win. That's all I cared about. And you know, what, what, what what did I do? I jinx, I jinxed us. So it's it's um, all your fault. (laughs) It's all my fault. So, um, yeah, I, I would say like the overall theme was 
their second half showed some small flashes here and there, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah that, fir- that first half you could definitely tell was a team who had not played together very much. Um, yeah. So like, I, I'll, we'll start first. Like, what, what were some of the positives you saw? Oh, I don't want to start with the positives. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's good. Because <laughs> that will so, take like two seconds. <laughs> well, we'll we'll start. Okay, so then what was the um, what was the not so great stuff that you saw? Okay, so I I really hate to say this because he's he's my favorite player. I, oh, I hate to say favorite player, but I, I've got his number and name on the back of the jersey I bought. So I thought Sergio played really really bad. And for me, uh, and people may disagree, but his position, whether it's him or someone else, but that number six role is, you know, it's a defensive midfield role, but to me it's the most critical role on the field because if you are slow on the ball, you get closed down and you end up having to play the ball sideways or, or backwards, and that puts your defense under pressure, especially with a pressing team. Uh, if you're slow on the ball, you can get dispossessed in danger in a dangerous area of the field. And again, you put your defense under pressure. We saw a lot of that last night. But that number six has to get the ball, play quickly, or actually turn up the field and dribble into space, forcing teams to come shut you down, which opens up space. Uh, or that number six needs to be able to pass the ball through the channels and even sometimes bypassing the midfield to get to that number 11 or or number 9. Um, now, I get that it's not what a number 6 will do most of the game, but whoever's playing that position, if they don't play quickly, the, the system falters. And, and we saw that last night. Uh, I was shocked at how fast and physical Charleston was. I was really impressed by that, and I, I think we got called out on that. I think Sergio, again, a little slow on the ball, made some mistakes and I, I hate to specifically call him out, but like, like I said, that number six role to me is so pivotal. Uh, we could talk about wingers and lack of, you know, whatever. But for me, that's, that's such a crucial, you know, crucial position. Well, and you, you touched on it a little bit. Um, and so it's interesting your perspective about Sergio and that number six, right. But um, you were talking about how Charleston was pressing and just the speed and physicality that they had. Um, yeah. I, I think it was two things. Um, Charleston knew it was preseason, and it mm-hmm. definitely helped them having unlimited subs because it seemed like every thirty minutes they were doing the old hockey line, you know, shift <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. where they they were subbing six <laughs> players in and off off the field at the same time. So if you know yeah. you're going to get subbed at yeah. the thirty minute mark or twenty five minute mark, sure. you're you're just going to press and run because also Charleston it looked like they had a bigger roster than we did um <laughs> and so yeah they're gonna press right and so at, maybe Charlotte came out thinking hey it's preseason we're gonna kind of approach this kind of like a MLS game and not sub as frequently and we're gonna kind of start some players and just see what goes on the play um and Charleston mm-hmm. came out like no man screw that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna press and you know show who the real Carolina team is you know what I mean so um yeah. so I think that was part of it I will say very, very similar to what you saw there at the very beginning. It did not help that Christian got kicked in the face um, yeah. and had to get looked like, I don't know, I can't confirm this, but it looked like he had to get some either stitches or something kind of closed up a little bit on the side of the yeah. field there for t- almost 10 minutes. Um, yeah, that so, didn't help. Yeah, it definitely did not help because um, I didn't really see Charleston have too many chances after that. I mean, like they, they got the ball there, but they didn't really have too many shots on goal after that. But 
Um, I saw Sergio deep a lot. Like he was really back there towards the center backs pretty frequently in that first half. Um, and I don't know if that was just because of the pressing, um, but it left that midfield so open and it just basically let Charleston have that, that the ball in space there. And, you know, you saw it and, you know, we, we were basically just trying to survive in that first half um, within that score. So uh, what else did you see or what else is like on your mind from that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you said, you know, Sergio having to kind of come back and sometimes even fill in and kind of that center back role as, as we're trying to find width. Uh, but if we're talking about width, uh, Hergart and uh, Mora on the left hand side were that was god awful to watch. And I I was screaming on the sideline like I, I, I don't know I don't know why we persisted with them for so long. And again, I know this is about getting people playing time and, and and rotation and everything like that, but that was really really difficult for me to watch. Um, I just I, it didn't work. They weren't moving well. They weren't communicating well. It's just and and I don't think that's something that we're going to be doing going forward anyway. But that that was that was hard to watch. Uh, I thought Harrison Awful was not that great either on the other side. Uh, I don't even know if Alan Franco played. I didn't see any think positive <laughs> there either um uh, so yeah just just the the middle of the field just didn't look great uh, i i know we're lacking wingers but we can't just keep making that excuse everything else was just not not right you could you could tell they they have no idea where their teammates are supposed to be or what they're doing well and it's and that's a really good point you brought up is like you know possession which is if you look at mar system and the biggest thing he talked about at the beginning of him coming in here was possession ball, play oh, through yeah, the spine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for a team who preaches possession ball and play through the spine, it did not seem like we were doing that. Which, again, this is their first live action outside of, you know, a closed door scrimmage. So who knows? But um, it, the system, I granted, I'm not a scout. I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm Thomas over here. or I'm not going to act like, you know, I'm part of MAR staff and say like, oh, this is what they should be doing. But. Um, even just from a from a you know sideline observation perspective, players seem to be close to each other. They seem to be playing through the wings a lot more, which seems kind of the opposite of what we were told. Um, and it just seemed you know some confusion out of place. You know, yeah, so. I, I saw a lot of people standing around static. I, I didn't see movement, uh, and maybe I just have. PTSD because I'm an Arsenal fan. When I hear <laughs> possession, I roll my eyes because, you know, pretty much every game Arsenal has most of the possession, but they don't do dick with it. And that's my fear. Like you can, you can possess the ball all game long. And again, that's why I think that number six is so important because what always happens is they dick around with the ball in the back. They play it to the number six. The number six has his back. Back to goal, back to the field. He passes it sideways or backwards. And again, it's just back and forth and nothing positive happens. So if we're going to either play through the wings or play through the spine, that number six has to get the ball turn and make a positive play. And again, I know that's a defensive midfield role and a lot of that is cleanup, but I just didn't see any of that. I, I saw a lot of people not knowing where to make runs, not knowing where it, it looked like a group of professionals that have never played with each other that were just in a scrimmage, like a seven on seven scrimmage. Like they have, it was just chaos. No one knew where anyone was going to be. So that has to be cleaned up. So you're telling me 
the Mint City 7v7 team has a chance after last night? Uh, I hate to be a jerk, but yeah, last after watching <laughs> oh, last no, night. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding on that one. So um, yeah. So okay. So those are some of the any any other things that just stood out that were not like just you just wanted to burn it to the ground. Anything else that you just felt was just uh, not good or no? I have some thoughts at the end, but let's let's talk about some positive stuff. Yeah, I mean, because you know, it's there were some there were some good things yeah, there. there. So there like, yeah. would you see that was positive in your eyes at least? Uh, there were a couple of folks that I thought that played. Played pretty good. I thought uh, Jan Sopasinski uh, played played very well. Uh, it was really good to see TT uh, Christian Ortiz on the field. I thought he played well when he came in. It, 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 he looked dangerous, and that's what we need. <laughs> like that's and that's the thing about these preseason games. It doesn't have to necessarily come off, but there has to be some intent there. You have to try things. You have to try to take people on the dribble. You have to try to make overlapping runs. And so I thought when he came on the field, there was there was more of that. Uh, I also thought that Jordi um, Arena, uh, he's very new to the team. I think he had his first training session was the the training session in front of everybody. So this is really kind of his first game with a team. At least he tried to be dangerous. And again, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, so I thought he played um, relatively well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I, Reyna looked, you know, impressive at least for the very short stint of time that he was in there i think he came in what second second half there um was on the opposite side of the field so like it was kind of hard at least for me to be able to see super detail um i know i think jalen showed some flashes mm. there you know and he, yeah, was, he was right there um jalen i think the biggest surprise at least for me um oberton was actually yeah. like super surprising to see like a guy that signed with any indy late last season Mm-hmm. Only I think played like fourteen or fifteen matches with them, and then came on trial with us. Just has been training, and all of a sudden now he's he's in a winger. He's like one of the one winger we have that's over six foot, and <laughs> and is um seems like he was at least you know on the ball, had some pace on the ball, and was you know at least physical a few times, and was in the box and was attempting to actually head the ball, you know, from, from some of those crosses and chances that we had early on. Um, but that was the most surprising thing for me was to see. A player who I was n- nowhere near our radar, so I, 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 I pre, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing that he's a surprise because what does that say about the rest of the the roster current state? Mm-hmm. But like, it, it, good for him. I hope that it, it helped him get a, get a, you know, sign with the, our contract with the team to be able to kind of play the season with him to see what he's got. Yeah, I was watching him, um, and I'm very animated, and I kind of pretend like I'm playing, so I'll we'll try to like <laughs> on the side like make the runs myself. But I watched him tried to anticipate someone playing the ball to him, but it just would never come. Uh, they would, yeah, again, go sideways or, or lose the ball or something like that. So I, I saw that he was ready to make those runs, ready to get into the action, and I was, I was, I was very impressed with him. He's, he's big. He's physical. Um, it would be interest, interesting to see how he fits into this team if he ends up with the team, uh, which uh, at this point – uh, he should because he was one of the bright points and has been so far. So, but we'll we'll see how that all how that all shakes out. Yeah, and you you mentioned there earlier like about him anticipating some runs there and those kind of things. I guess the biggest thing I was shocked was just like what it seemed like when we got into that and Charleston's like back third, and we were trying to play out of those wings. It they got they got stuck. They would push it down to the corner a little bit and almost get to the top of the box. And then they would just be like, I don't know what to do. 
they don't know how to, they didn't know how to make runs. They didn't know how to play off each other. They didn't mm-hmm. know like where they should be at in that system. And it just seemed like once they got in that corner, if it was, um, excuse me, I might mispronounce his name, um, Her- Herbert or, um, anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if, but even with, you know, Uberton over there, you're talking about Her- Hergart. Yeah. Hergart, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, not, not Herbert, but Hergart. Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> Herbert. We're going to call it Herbert from now on. No. Um, just add that to the old hams and the, the full and the full hams. No. You got to um, do it at least once. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, but it just seems like they got stuck in that corner pretty frequently. So, um, uh, yeah. I, I will say one of the other positives, and it wasn't really on the field. Um, I felt like the supporters showed up pretty well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, so, like, I, just for those who weren't there, hopefully you were to see us and hear us. But um, I think we had a pretty decent group show up. You had, you know, mm-hmm. Met City Collective, Southbound and Crown, um, QC Royals, Blue Furia, mm-hmm. uh, Carolina Hooligans. Shout out. I know I see you guys on here on the, the show right now. But um, yeah. you had a, a decent group out there, man. And like for, you know, our very first quote unquote game, we get to go watch and practice with the drums and the chants. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I heard and I saw lots of feedback on the air horn. Um, so we will, yeah, we will touch on that. I think <laughs> let's drop. Let's I like everything else, but let's drop that air horn, man. I <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and that was still ringing in my ears. Yeah. The burp, burp, burp. yeah so, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't think that'll make it into Bank of America Stadium, but it, w- it was fun for the night. You know, um, it, it helped cancel out. You know, Charleston's uh, Charleston's megaphone in the corner. So. Um, but I, I just shout out to all the groups there um, and just a quick plug. Thanks, uh, QC Royals and I think the regiment for doing that donation drive and having yeah, that some was folks cool. bring some supplies there. I know um, Brandon has a car full of supplies still this morning and we're going to go try to drop it off at the, the donation place before we head back to Charlotte because we got a we got a van full of stuff. So um, but yeah. I, I thought I thought the supporters showed up pretty well, honestly, and but I'm, I may be biased from that perspective. No, I, I think so, too. And what's been really cool to see is that, you know, we have all these <clears throat> groups now and, you know, they're all different and they all like different things. But at the end of the day, we we come together and have fun. And I've really liked the collaboration between all the groups. It's been really, really nice to see uh, and just have fun at these games. Um, but I, I have a final thought about everything before we move to a, a new topic. Yeah, um, go ahead. Go ahead. You have my permission, sir. <laughs> uh, if if you had to ask me, uh, do I think we we're worse off than than I realized? I, I would have to say yes. Uh, am I panicking? Not yet. <laughs> uh, hopefully, this is a, a wake up call. Um, as a player myself, back in the day, I would have been embarrassed to play to play like that and really hope the players are embarrassed. And I think that that can be a good thing. Um, there were a lot of passionate fans that traveled to, to see them play and to perform like that. That's, that's not good. Uh, and again, I don't care if they lost that, that has nothing to do with it. It's, it's the, it's how you play uh, that's important right now, but I hope this is motivation to fin- finish off the, the preseason strong, and I hope this is motivation to the front office to get some players in. But uh, this is preseason. This is the time to be bad. This is the time to make mistakes, uh, to learn. So as bad as we did and as much just bad luck as we've had, and we'll kind of go on that in a, in a little bit, uh, we can really only go up from here. Um, 
so uh, there's definitely some positives to take away from the bad because this was bad. And I think everybody knows that uh, no need to sugarcoat it. Uh, but this should be motivation for everybody and just a, a wake up cause. Like it doesn't matter who you play. Uh, you know, people are going to come at you and it's, it's only going to get tougher. Uh, you know, we play as we play Miami next or we play Columbus next. I can't remember, but um, um, yeah, we play Columbus next. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the level um, is only going to increase. So we'll see. But like, like I said, I hope this is just a, a wake up call for everybody involved. Yeah, um, as uh, I'm going to do a quick plug for Rebecca, who is our Liberty chapter lead in our Slack last night, um, put it so kindly. It looks like they need to have more sleepovers and team bonding activities before <laughs> before the season kicks off. It, so. could, it could be. <laughs> it, maybe, maybe that's what they need to do. Uh, and, and the thing is, like, you know, um, not to try to make excuses, but, uh, you know, just you know, think about Jordi Reyna. Like, this is literally his first match. Uh, do you say he's had one training? Like, we... We've had a lot of people come in late uh, from, you know, visa issues and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, other teams have to deal with this, too. So, it's it's a matter of you got to gel fast. I mean, the season starts in, what, 13 days? Um, it's crazy. Yeah. So, we got to get got to get ready. We got to get some new players in, too. Uh, got to get this system in place. And that's, that's hard to do, but you got to do it. You're professionals. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to circle back to a point because we're going to talk about bad luck here in just a second. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's overall, I say it was, it's been a fun weekend. We had some great team activities and supporter activities. It was great to see everybody. Thanks ever again. Thanks everyone again for coming out and just being able to be, you know, just great human beings and having fun. And it's been great to have that experience because two years ago, I never thought we would be able to do this again. So um, that was it was really great. Yeah, and, and people make fun of me for, for being a fanboy and be like, oh, you always you know stick up for the team and everything like that and i think it just is because like yeah i'm uh i'm a super fan i've waited a long time for this team and uh i will be critical when it's time to be critical uh but i'm not going to be overly critical and i'm not going to look just look for things to be critical about uh hopefully we'll have less things to criticize as we go forward uh but i'm, I'm sure there's going to be things that the team does that uh, that we that we don't like but man i'm just i'm really just trying to in enjoy it uh even after things like last night and just have fun with the with fellow fans and fellow supporter groups um yeah so do you want to move on to the next topic that's kind of depressing too? <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. It's, it's bad luck. You know, it's yeah. fine. It's a, it's a yeah. you know, soggy jury morning here in Charleston. So mm. um, it, I think it matches the mood here in this Holiday Inn Express. Um, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so we're, we're going we're gonna to shift topics a little bit after from the game, but I just kind of continue to channel through bad luck. So um, the team recently continued to have some bad luck this past week. So, um, it's it's no no secret um, that the team had a player um, named Darwin ready to go, had mm -hmm. everything signed. I believe he was actually here in Charlotte at yeah. production day, getting everything ready to go. Um, and it fell through last second. So yep. um, would love to get your perspective, what you think may have happened or like, I mean, obviously we're not experts or like sources or anything like that, but would love to just know what your initial thought is, Swift, about what possibly happened or for folks who don't know, um, you know, what happened with this potential player that the team missed out on. Yeah. I, I spoke with someone that's, you know, kind of close to the, to the situation. And 
the first thing to understand is there's uh, a lot of moving parts with this, and it's not just one thing or, or the other. Uh, I think I saw someone say, or a couple people say, uh, the team didn't do their due diligence, and that's not 100% accurate. Um, from, from what I understand, uh, this incident happened. Um, uh, we're thinking it, it was a bar fight. Uh, and this incident happened a, a while back. Uh, it wasn't reported on. No one really knew about it. Uh, and I am going to insinuate here, so please take this with a grain of salt. It may seem like the selling team didn't really divulge that information. Um, so, you're, so you're telling me a team that possibly was about to make $6 million would try to hide yeah. something that would not let the sale go through? That, you know, color me shocked. Yeah. So um it, it you know didn't know about it you know we we agree you know to a contract we get things in motion um so here's the situation um that we could have found ourselves in we sign a player for for six million the season starts if and if we don't know if they get convicted or something happens the league not the team the league could suspend them and so we're just out of player, we're out six million dollars. So and and out of a DP spot because he would have it, taken up that DP spot. So now, right. what does that look like? Do you get that DP spot back if he's suspended? So there's so many variables and what ifs. Like now, because yeah. imagine now, like we sign him and then, mm-hmm. God forbid, something he gets convicted, and mm-hmm. then three months down the road, the, the club's like, oh hey, guess what, guys? We signed this player. We spent six million dollars. We we signed a DP, and now we can't play, and we could be in a situation like. Atlanta could be in within the next few months where their yep. most recent signing is now um, potentially at a, um, you know, criminal case and could be suspended by the league. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. This puts us in a bad spot and, you know, you can make the argument like, okay, well maybe if we knew about this sooner. We could have just said no sooner, got someone else in. But again, you know, with court cases, um, you know, these things get continued a lot. Uh, they can get continued for a year, two years. So you never know. And it just didn't seem like this was going to get resolved one way or another. And I'm not going to speculate like guilt or not. But you have to determine how big of a risk is this to bring on this player. Um, but again, you can, you can make the argument like, okay, as soon as you found out, maybe you say no. But it could have been like, okay, we think this will get resolved before you know, we have to a hundred percent commit and they just couldn't get there. And so you can't take, in my opinion, you can't take that risk. And I'm, I'm guessing the team had that same, had that same thought. Well, and I, I don't know how much due diligence you could have had because in theory, right. The reason why we were even looking at this player and having this much money to even spend was because we sold Riley. So like what a month ago. So like he may not even been on, like, sure. He may have been on their scouting radar, but they may have not have been doing their due diligence or looking this stuff up because not even a month ago we had Riley that could have been a potential midfield winger that would have filled this role, right? Well, also, too, he's playing for other teams. So you would think there's no issues like that going on because he is playing. It's not like he's sitting out just waiting to see if this court case you know, is going to get resolved or whatnot. So, uh, again, it's not cut and dry like most things. Um you know, if this deal was to go through, I think everybody would have been completely fine. Uh, but the fact that it didn't, I think it kind of highlighted some other 
moves uh, that people were kind of maybe on the fence about that we're going to one that I'm going to talk about here in, in a second for sure. Cause I'm not happy about one, one thing. Uh, but yeah, like I, I just don't, $6 million is a lot to take a risk on and then you're just out of players. So I, I, I don't know. I, I get that everybody's upset about it for sure. Yeah. But I mean, even I, I will say this, even if we did sign him earlier this week, I don't think he would have helped us in Charleston because I don't think like potentially oh, yeah. like visa wise being able to get mm-hmm. everything approved. Like I think we would have been lucky to have him on the field and like being able to in our system and get acclimated with the players and make an impact if we were lucky, even by DC. So yeah, but again, you know, who knows? Yeah. And I, and I know Bobby uh, Blair and, and the people in the, in the front office are, you know, making moves visas, green cards to finagle the rules a little bit so we can get these players in, but it still takes time. So yeah, I don't even know if we brought him in, if he would even be ready for DC. It just depends. Uh, but it's a moot point at this point. He's not joining. So uh, we can move on to the other two things that we missed out on. <laughs> So what other bad luck do we have, Matt Swift, on this dreary Sunday morning in Charleston? <laughs> yeah, now this this truly is bad luck. So we uh, we missed out on another winger. Uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but it's Camille uh, Josewak, I think. Josewak? I'm, not I'm sure. so glad Josewak. that you said that and not me. Uh, so it's a Polish international uh, player. Uh, he plays at Derby County. Uh, we were going to sign him, and he gets hurt. <laughs> I think li- literally either- the day before. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, wh- I mean, come on. What can you do with that? Um, so that sucks. Uh, but the other one that I, I talked to someone from the team about, because I, I'm i still upset about it. <laughs> they explained it to me, and I'm still upset about it. Uh, just personally. Uh, so we missed out on Paul Ariola. Um, I really like Paul as a player, personally. Um the issue I have with it, and you know, I spoke with someone um, at the team about it. So, Paul signed with, or ended up signing with FC Dallas for like a record uh, fee. Uh, it was like two million, two point five million, something like that. Um, I believe we offered one point five, and then just kind of were like, okay, after that, it's not worth signing him. So. Hindsight is always 2020. <laughs> but for me personally, like, and especially because I really like this player, you have you you're trying to get butts in the seat. You're trying to get a winger who's fast. You are trying to sell tickets, right? Like I said, trying to get butts in the seat. You have the opportunity to sign a US men's national team player. You have you just sold Riley. You have a billionaire owner. You are in hot water because of PSLs. You have the funds. You're, 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 you're making me feel like, you know, the dog that's with the house on fire and everything's fine right now. Like this is, you, you are just making me feel super great, right? Right. At this exact moment. <laughs> so to me, I, that's, I, I wish we would have signed Paul. Uh, that's the one that I am uh, not angry, but just kind of like, come on, man. Like take it. <laughs> I, it's easy for me to say, take a flyer on this one. Like, so, and I don't think, but I don't think it's a flyer really. Like, he, he's a little injury prone, and maybe that was the reason why we didn't match. But uh, anybody can get injured. And again, like, just imagine the hype around that. He's such a good player. I, I feel like I was disappointed in, in that, and I'm sure there's 
other reasons maybe that I don't know, but I, I just don't just spend the money. Just do it. <laughs> you got it. Spend it. Well, it's a lot easier to say it from our perspective because, you know, hey, what's what's two point five million? Let's just do it. But yeah, but uh, I will say on the flip side of that, if you don't buy Paul, you know, for a record, it, it would have been a record fee. I get it. So if you don't buy Paul, you do have the money to go out and buy two players that are really good. Right. Um, and that was probably the thought behind it. Uh, but again, like hindsight's twenty twenty. Now I'm looking at it even more, and I'm like, oh yeah, we should have pulled the trigger on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Just mostly because of uh, shout out to Jake Carpenter because I know he uh, was going to make a very special kit with, with if he if he had signed him. So if you if you don't know, reach out to Jake and um, you know get on our Slack and find out what it was. So um, I I don't know if this is bad news. I don't know if this is good news. Um, but I will say that there was a, I don't want to say leak, but a job posting for, um, for, there was a job posting for the mascot coordinator with the team. And, um, and so I don't know if they, if they are going to have a mascot with the club. I don't know if they're going to have, um, somebody that is helping support a mascot or not. Um, but Matt would love to know, do you think we're going to have a mascot? Uh, yes, I think we will have a mascot, and I'm all for having a mascot. <laughs> do you want to know why I'm for having a mascot? Why? Because it's for the kids, and that's a good thing. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with you. It, it is what it is, man. It's for kids. It's uh, um, I, It's... I mean, am I going to be the one to be like, oh, thank God there's a, I don't know what it's going to be. I'm just going to say a, a star or a queen <laughs> or like, I don't know, a mint grim. I don't know if it's going to be one of those things or not, but um, <laughs> would love to know if it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to get kids involved. That's all. Yeah. Oh, how about, how about if we get like the Arsenal mascot? What if we get like, what is that? A dinosaur or something like that? Like, what if we do that? I would, I would, I would love that. <laughs> um, so, uh, first, first of all, before anybody was like, oh, I hate mascots, and uh, this is not the NFL or NBA, uh, the English Premier League, top league in, in the world, has mascots. So, let's, let's start there. But also, too, like, if you've ever been to a Hornets game or a Panthers game or a Knights game, kids absolutely love mascots. And that's what it's for. It's not for us 20, 30 year, and 40 year olds or 50 year olds, you know, like, but look, like when you go, like seeing kids having such a blast with it. Oh, what, what, what are you going to say? I mean, speak for yourself, Swift. I am going to be going up and taking selfies with this mascot and giving him hugs and being like, yes, I finally got his autograph. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I agree. It's going to be for kids. It's going to be for engagement. It's, it's there. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's 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 fun, man. Like you know, you know, you can say it's cheesy or, or whatever the case is, but like, yeah, like just watch the kids' faces when when the mascot comes up. That's all you gotta do. Nothing, nothing better to see a kid smile. So, um, any other any other bad news or anything else that's been on your mind or bad mojo the past week? It feels like it's been a weird week, but uh, no, not uh, not bad news. Just news in general. Uh, a couple of things. So uh, Jessica O'Neill is leaving the team. 
Uh, I hope Jessica's listening. I'm a big fan of Jessica. Um, She is leaving to be uh, the team president of the Houston Dash. Uh, It absolutely sucks that she's leaving because she is a badass and has done a ton for us. But this opportunity is pretty damn fantastic. And she just, she has to take it. And I am so pumped for her uh, to go do that. Um, she is going to stay. And this is like person just, she's going to stay until the first home opener game. And then she's literally leaving the next day. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was kind of cool uh, that she gets to kind of see everything. Not finished, but like, you know, come to light. Uh, and wish her nothing but uh, good luck. I'm going to be following uh, the dash to see to see how they do. Yeah. Um, so let's make sure it's perfect timing that that first home game is going to have seventy thousand people, and um, let's make sure we have an awesome send off for her um, against LA Galaxy. Um, but the other news I would say as well is about Nick Kelly mm-hmm. um, is now CEO of Tepper Sports Entertainment and is no longer just the president of Charlotte Football Club. So. Um, do you want to touch on that just real briefly? Yeah. Uh, personally, uh, that also <laughs> sucks uh, because uh, uh, Nick is not going to be 100% focused on on soccer. And the only reason why that sucks is that, again, I think uh, when Nick came in his very first day, he reached out to people within the community and, and asked what he could do. And I feel like since he's come in, he's done a, a great job. Um, and I, I think because – he did a great job that he has the role that he's in now. Uh, the Panthers are going to benefit. Uh, he's still going to be involved in, you know, Charlotte FC. He's not going anywhere. He said, he said that a couple of times. Um, and then, but we have uh, Joe LeBou, LeBlou, uh coming in uh, is now going to be the team president for uh, Charlotte FC. And I think this is going to be uh, good in the long term. It just uh, kind of stinks that, you know, he's not going to be a hundred percent, uh, with us, but that's okay. Yeah, I think the best way to put it is is that I mean he's be splitting time, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, you know when you're at work, you have your 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 baby project or special project. I mean, Charles FC's you know Nick's baby, so he's gonna mm-hmm. make sure it's not gonna get you know not not get not get getting taken care of. And so um, I met Joe mm-hmm. right after it was announced, and Joe yeah. was super uh, engaging and seems super excited about the opportunity. He's been with Tepper Sports Entertainment for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and is familiar with the organization and actually um, had helped with, you know, Charlotte Football Club with some stuff behind the scenes. So, um, you know, it's not like he's coming in completely unfamiliar. But to be honest, Nick came in completely unfamiliar. He was a Anheuser-Busch VP. Right. And so he came in and excelled and surrounded him with the right people and succeeded that way. So as long as Joe does the same thing and keeps that same core intact, um, I think they'll be successful. So. Yeah, it, it's important to know that Joe has been here the the whole time as we've launched Charlotte FC. He was here before we had the name Charlotte FC. Um, so he's going to have a lot of experience, a lot of experience, like you know, in the in, in the ticket side. Um, so really positive stuff there. And, and I know uh, I'm hoping this this episode is not a doom and gloom type of thing, but it's it you know. We're going to have these feelings after a, a, a bad beat. Uh, and just, I, again, we've had such shitty luck <laughs> the past, like, month, it seems. Um, and those things are, are temporary. So I think, we're, I think we'll be okay. 
Yeah. Well, I think on that note, you know, um, do you have anything else you want to touch on or anything, Matt? Yeah, let's let's talk about a, a few things coming up, I guess, that's exciting. Uh, you know, past these preseason games, we, uh, we've we got the D.C. United match that's away. Uh, on the 26th, um, me and my, my wife are flying up that Thursday. Um, we're going to spend Friday uh, doing some sightseeing and then Saturday the game. But we have... A ton of people going to that game. Just, I think, with Mint City, we have 200, over 200 people going. Just with that, just with our group. And, and I know the other supporter groups have um, have a ton going, too. So I would imagine we'll have at least 300, uh, if not more, going. Uh, and that's going to be really exciting. Um, and then and I, I do want to come back to the to the D.C. game. And I want to talk actually talk about the first four games, but uh, after the DC game, um, you know we're going to be doing some stuff leading up to the Galaxy match, the home match. So I want everybody to to stay tuned. We're going to have some different events and everything leading up to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as far as this podcast goes, uh, we're going to start doing this every week. Uh, so we hope you guys will uh, tune in and subscribe and and tell your friends. You know. When we start doing this each week, it's going to be to recap the match before and then highlight, you know, uh, review and, and and talk about the match ahead. So that's going to be really exciting. It's going to be a lot of work for us, but this is when it gets fun for me anyway. So, yeah, and, and you, you touched on it a little bit, but just from a supporter group council and, you know, Mint City view and other other supporters view, um, you're going to have some more information coming out here soon um, about the tailgate um, for the first game against LA Galaxy. Uh, we've got some really big plans and some really exciting things in the works. So, um, you know, keep your ear close to the ground because it's going to be coming out here hashtag soon um, mm-hmm. for, for that information, right? Um, DC, you're 100% on the mark. Uh, uh, me and Laura are heading up there for her birthday the day before, and we're going to be nice. going to the game. And then um, I think we're almost 300 people, like you said. So, um, and then Atlanta is right after the LA Galaxy game, and we've got almost two bus full of people going down to Atlanta as well, which is going to be a lot of fun. And that's not including the people who are just going to drive down there and meet us there. Um, so it's going to mm-hmm. be, it's going to be a busy month, man. It, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to need to hook an IV up to myself after this and just be like, all right, I just need to recover. <laughs> not, not including my day job, which is, which is always fun. So. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the first four matches real quick. We, I, I'm, we won't go in too much depth because I do want to uh, do another episode where we we talk about the schedule a little bit. Um, and, and for those who don't know, uh, Vaughn Pullman, who I think is listening right now, uh, he just wrote a great article highlighting uh, our schedule. It's on our website. So please uh, check that out. Vaughn always does a good job of, of basically everything. Vaughn's just a great human being. <laughs> so uh appreciate him doing that but we're talking let's talk about expectations real quick um so we have dc united away we have ellie galaxy at home we have atlanta away and then we have the revolution at home so uh i think and i hope that we can get a point on the road at DC. DC, I don't think is going to be all that great this year. You know, they lost Paul Ariola. They've lost two players to us. Um, I think they'll probably finish where they did last year, right outside of the playoffs. Um, they actually, if, if 
some other results went their way, I think they could have made their way into the playoffs on the, the last day. But I don't see them improving, so I feel like we have a chance there. Uh, but then we play L.A., who's going to be really good this year. Uh, we are at home. Hopefully it's a sellout crowd, and that will help us. I, I, I think previously I said it was going to be 2-1. to one. Um, I hope it's not 0-0 zero, zero or 0-1 zero, them. Uh, if anything, I you know for the casual fans, I'm hoping – it, you know, if we don't win, maybe a 2-2 draw. That way there's lots of goals for people to be entertained by. But uh, if we can get a point out of those first two games, I would be happy. Uh, and then Atlanta is also going to be good this year. Uh, so I'm a little worried about that. Um, going on the road there, too, I don't know if we get anything there. And then we play New England, who uh, it they were spectacular last season. I I don't know. They may just be even – I don't know how they could be even better than they were last season, but they're going to be really, really good again. Uh, so it's going to be tough at the beginning of the, of the season. After that, it, it gets a little better, but uh, whew, it's a trial by fire at the, uh, at the beginning of the season. Well, um, I will just do a quick plug, uh, not just because he's here, but Brandon Lewis and the TIFO committee has some stuff that's in, in store for the – um, first game and the New oh, England home game as well. So, oh my God, yeah, so. I, I got the, I got the opportunity to see it, um, uh, last night, and I was blown away by it. And I cannot wait until everybody else gets to see it. I'll just say that it's so badass. It it is uh it's it's pretty awesome. It is uh you know thanks thanks jordan for all the work behind the scenes too so um and all the other people who are part of those teams it's been great so um can't wait to see that be executed if you want to help paint draw work on it i know um, they're going to have some folks and need some help with it starting i think next week um mm-hmm. so make sure you reach out to your supporter groups and um reach out and see how you can help so yeah. all right well Thanks everybody. So this was a this was a fun episode. So I know um, we're here live in the Holiday Inn Express. So um, it is it is not a <laughs> room, studio. Room two seventeen. <laughs> room two seventeen. By the time this airs, we will be long gone. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, thanks everyone for tuning in. And until I guess next week, because we have two more preseason games to talk about at next week. So until yeah. next week, uh, we'll we'll see you soon. See you everybody.